0: The network marketing industry has changed dramatically in the last decade. With the advent of social media, digital marketing, the rise of the influencer, and all the tech platforms that promise something extraordinary, how do you separate the helpful from the hype? Welcome to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream, where authenticity and relationships, simplicity and duplication are at the core of everything we focus on. The fundamentals of building still work. Join us as we go beyond the network marketing dream. Welcome everybody. Patrick Shaw here, and I am with Bob Berg, and you may know the name, co-author of The Go Giver, which has sold more than a million copies in 30 languages. Bob, I had a chance to hear you speak. I think it must have been almost 20 years ago, which is making <laughs> me feel a little older. But it's crazy. So back back when my stuff. hair wasn't gray. <laughs> No, I had a full head of hair. You still have a full head of hair, Bob. You look good. <laughs>
1: Thanks. It's just an entirely different color than it was 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> Great having you on the show. And it sounds like you're staying busy still in your career in, there in Florida. Yeah, because it's fun. Why not? That's awesome. Listen, I'm excited to have you on because we service a lot of large organizations in the networking space, insurance and others. But when it's all said and done, it comes down to sales. It's people communicating and creating value with other people. And you have spent your life doing that very thing. So I thought it would be fun, especially as it relates to this new world we live in. And I preach about all the time is that digital influencers it's not the same thing. I love the digital world's great, but that's not what sales is really about, right? Especially the type of sales that I think that you focus on and I've spent my life focusing on, it's more relationship based. So, I'd like to talk about some of those fundamentals with you. You've been teaching for so long. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Bob, what have you seen, what changes have you seen in the market in, with all the digital space? What's your perspective on that? Anything in particular in the last decade?
1: I think the digital space affords us a lot of opportunities to make connections with people we otherwise may not have been able to, or it makes it easier to make those connections. And if we utilize the technology correctly, it can help us to build those strong relationships. But I think a big mistake some people make is thinking that the technology is the thing, and it's not. It's just a tool for over 30 years, I've been saying that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know and trust. But it's those people, not those computers they know and trust. So I think as long as we understand that principles of human nature, principles of relationship building, that those stay true, those stay consistent. That's why they're principles. As long as we approach it that way and utilize technology just as a way to help build the person-to-person, as you said, connection, then we're on the right track.
0: The average person sees 5,000 digital impressions a day, I understand. And do you see, in all the companies you work with around the globe, do you see that becoming a challenge where salespeople are trying to hide behind the digital technology more and more? And how do you address it if so? Oh, I've seen that as a big challenge
1: because it seems like the easy way out, right? You can wow, you can actually participate in the sales process without having to actually make a connection and sell. The problem is it doesn't really work. Not if by work, you mean effectively building relationships right. to turn into new business. <laughs> so yeah, again, we can use the technology to as a help, absolutely, by all means. But the minute we begin depending upon the technology to build relationships for us, and to sell for us, that's the moment that it's track. You really don't want to run down.
0: Is that a challenge with the marketing department? That's what we're seeing sometimes, but you have such a good perspective. Is that something the marketing department is often getting involved with sales and trying to lead them down that road? Or are they just seeing so much of it in the digital world? Pied Piper's saying, hey, if you do this, if you create these capture pages, if you post on social, if you... How is it happening? How is it so prolific today? Is it mostly what they're seeing on social? I think it's both. But what
1: happens is, as human beings, and one aspect of human nature is that we want to accomplish the most while doing the least. It's, it's human nature. Right. Right? Yeah. What it, if you give someone a way to tap into, that's not necessarily really true, but it seems like it could be true, right? There's going to be a certain amount of people who are going to buy into it. It's just how it is. That's why my messaging, and I can tell your message, is that it's about the human connection. And it's fine to test different, always different areas and different ways and means of doing so. But I think we always have to keep in mind that any technology we use has got to be utilized in order to begin the relationship and be able to cultivate it to the degree that you can. But yeah, just depending upon that technology to do your work, just it isn't going to happen.
0: So it's harder today. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'm thinking to myself, like you can cut through the digital noise so fast today with authenticity, but it is hard to get somebody on the phone. 10 years ago, you pick up the phone, you call them, you say, Hey, let's meet for coffee or whatever the approach was. You could lead with authenticity and meeting them. That's gotten harder. So how do you bridge some of that? Like, where does that come in and where are the tools effective, the digital tools effective and where does the authenticity, any thoughts on when making outbound
1: calls and still be very effective? I think it's important to do what my friend Art Subcheck, who is probably the leading tele selling, if you will, for lack of a better word, you know, he has business by phone, businessbyphone.com. And this guy has written brilliant books and has a great podcast on this on how to connect over the phone. But as he says, it's the difference between cold calling and smart calling. And so you've got to have a plan. You've got to understand that right away, you've got to find a way for this person to see that there's a benefit to them to staying on the phone with you in order to continue the conversation. Because again, they're inundated. And a lot of times it's going to voicemail and you've gotta be able to leave a message that is compelling enough, but has to be honest. And you combine that, you can combine that with following up through email or following up through even snail mail or doing various different things. Connecting with them on social media is fine, but again, you've gotta make a legitimate real connection. It can't just be some automated thing that, everybody else is sending thinking that's going to impress a person. I would very much recommend tuning into arts, businessbyphone.com. He's just got so much great information when it comes to outbound, especially as it relates to the call and to the telephone. And then you've got people like Jeb Blount, Anthony Inarino, and Mike Weinberg, and some of those people who, and they have that outbound conference every year where they say, hey, social media is great. Technology is fantastic utilize all of that, but it's not an either or, it's an and. And outbound is as important as inbound.
0: That point you make about, we are all looking for the easier path. And if we think there's a quicker, easier way, we're so prone to try and do that. By all means, follow a system.
1: That's fine. It's that old saying, the system is the shortcut, but there's really no shortcut to success. But following a system, what is a system? It's the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how to principles. The key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A, and you'll eventually get the desired results of B. In a sense, you teach a system. You have a predictable method. Many of the network marketing companies that you and I both speak for, they have wonderful systems where if people will come in and follow those systems, they're going to be successful. I just spoke at a insurance conference, personal casualty. It was run by a guy named Mike Stromso, one of the best in the business, who's developed a system over 30 years. If a property and casualty person follows his system, you can't help but being immensely successful. And so systems work. And the system is the shortcut, but it's not a shortcut in terms of the easy way out. It doesn't mean that, again, technology or a computer or is going to do your work for you, or is, what it's going to do is it's going to show you how to be successful at what you believe in. You
0: no, know, I, I grew up in an era like 30 years ago where there's Brian Tracy and Tom Hopkins sure. and the teachers, the people that taught sales oh, yeah. training. Yeah, I, is that becoming a little more of a lost art because of this world that we live in? That people really learn that skill set. I know it's as important as ever. Uh-huh. so many distractions. Is it becoming harder to teach within organizations? That's
1: a tough question. I think it depends on the culture of the organization and what they believe in and what they're willing to put on the line. If you believe that the principles involved in selling, when you think about selling, let's face it, there are two definitions people have, right? There's the one where people think selling is about trying to convince somebody to buy something you don't want or need. That's not actually selling. That's called being a con artist. Okay. Then there's a type of selling which can be defined as simply discovering what the other person does need, want, or desire and helping them to get it. That's selling. While sales evolves as far as strategies and techniques, so the basic principles is they stay the same. That's why they're principles. They're the fundamentals. I remember Jim Rohn used to say, beware the person who comes to you promising new fundamentals. (laughs) right? <laughs> like I can,
0: hear, I can right. hear him saying it. I know, right? Wasn't he magnificent? Oh, unbelievable. So let me ask you this. We work with a lot of top leaders in enterprise network marketing companies. And one of the things that's become more challenging for them today is duplication. That word duplication, simplicity, the average person seven to 10 hours a week in the direct sales or network marketing space. And they need to be able to plug into something, a system, a process that is relatively simple and that's become more complicated. When I started, there was a VHS tape, a meeting to go to, coffee and a phone, that was it. There was nothing else to confuse you. And today there's so much complexity. What would you suggest that large leaders or organizations do to try and cut down on the distractions and to be able to get a team to stick and commit to a simple. It's so funny as you say that, because
1: the answer is almost in the question, and it sounds simple, but probably isn't. And that is to create a culture of making the complicated simple, <laughs> right? And that just understanding that, again, human nature, there it's always going to go to the most complicated aspect of what is, right? And if there's a 100 things out there, 100 options, people are going to go after and try to see everything. So what the leader needs to do is keep things very focused. Steve Jobs was really the one that talked about making the complex simple and that it can be very difficult to do that.
0: And it is. It's just, and it's more complicated today than ever because the challenge is you have people with agendas. They're selling this platform or this tool or sign up for this survey platform or this capture page thing or campaign or CRM or whatever it is. And there's a lot of people with an agenda. Many of them, which I don't mean to be negative, but they're not salespeople. They've never taught sales. They've never been in the field and sold person to person or built a large organization but they're a digital influencer and they're promising a free ride. And with one click on YouTube, I can hear the next thing. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. If I'm out in the field and I don't know better. And I think it's become so more complicated and difficult for leaders than ever before. And that's why the ones who will stay on the message,
1: sick of the message long before everybody else does, because people aren't usually listening. What's the saying? They'll repeat, they'll duplicate 25% of what we do right and 100% of what we do wrong. A matter of staying on that message and teaching your leaders how to teach that message and teaching them how to teach their leaders how to teach that message and keeping it as streamlined while following the system as much as possible.
0: Man, that's such a great insight and probably a good one to dive on and close with is that, is it keeping that message the same? It's hard. I've been there for 20 some years, the same message. You get bored yourself as a leader, you get off track, sales volume drops, and then you realize, oh man, I got off track. I got to get back to the core message. Sounds silly, but how do you remember that as a leader over an extended period of time? And how do you keep it fresh yourself as a leader without losing the core focus. Any suggestions there?
1: I think this is where you continue to be a student. You just don't stop. And you plug into those leaders and those teachers and those producers and those, right? And you go to plenty of seminars and you read plenty of books and you're watching videos and you're doing those things that keep you really in the game, that keep you centered, keep you focused. Without that, it's very difficult
0: so talk about the go-giver and i know the book is still doing incredibly well it's a book that i bought in volume for a bunch of people in the organization and you just can't miss getting that in the hands of people there's no downside What's happening on that front? How do people get a hold of it? And how do they reach out to you, Bob?
1: Thank you. Yeah, The Go-Giver is, well, now it's a series of books, mainly parables, but the first one, The Go-Giver was a business parable co-authored with John David Mann, who's really the lead writer. I'm much more of a how-to. I'm step one, step two, step three, which is probably pretty easy to figure out about me you once you talk to me for about a minute. The message is that when you shift your focus from getting to giving, and when we say giving in this context, We simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Not for any kind of woo-woo way out there, magical, mystical reason. It's actually very practical, very rational for that person, right? When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself, move from an I-focus or me-focus to an other focus, looking to benefit them, looking to help them solve their challenges, looking to move them closer to happiness. The fact is people feel good about you. They feel great about you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be part of your life. They want to be part of your business if that happens. And they definitely want to tell others about you, be your personal walking Ambassador, So that's really what it's all about. People can find more information at b u r g Everything is, again, I keep it simple. My last
0: name is <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's awesome, Bob. And it's probably your love for the free enterprise system is I love how you frame that is that you can get more by giving more, that old Zig Ziglar thing. And remember Zig's thing? He says, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. <laughs> It is so true too, isn't it? Bob, that's awesome. Thanks for taking the time with us today. And glad you, people know how to get in touch with you. And it's been great having you on the show.
1: Thank you, Patrick. Great being with you.
0: Thank you for listening to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream with Patrick Shaw. For more insights on building a solid networking business, visit our website at rapidfunnel.com MLM. If you loved our content, please share, like, and subscribe. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.